Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Meckler. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States Project on YouTube. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the battle cry with Mark Meckler. Okay, I'm going to start by telling you, I'm warning you that I'm pissed off tonight. This whole Afghanistan thing, like I'm going through all these stages of anger and grief and denial and everything that you do when you can't deal with something that's going on. So I'm just warning you, uh, if you can't handle that, if you can't handle me being pissed off tonight, if you can't handle the battle cry, having some fire, some ferocity and some anger in it, you might want to click off of this thing. Uh, Number one, you're going to notice that we are live streaming on Rumble tonight. We're not doing it on YouTube because the scumbag censors, your tech overlords at YouTube have decided to censor us. So if we say anything about the vaccine, if we say anything about COVID, if we say anything about the mask stuff, the child abuse, they're going to censor us. So we're actually, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to create a censored version for YouTube. I'm not kidding you. And we're going to do this. And some people may criticize. We're going to do that because we believe that the word still has to get out and we still have to use a platform where we have a lot of viewers. And I'm going to have all kinds of gimmicks to get around the censorship. I promise you. Like I am absolutely fluent in pig Latin (laughs) and the algorithm actually won't pick up Onite Auchife. We don't think. So we're going to do that. We're going to find every way we can around the censorship. We'll call him Tony the Tiger, whatever we got to do. But right now we're going to broadcast live. And so hopefully you're watching us on Rumble. You're watching us stream live on Rumble, Facebook, whatever you watch, not YouTube. YouTube, we're going to do a censored version, which makes me want to throw up and makes me very angry. So it's part of why I'm angry tonight. Here's something I'm not angry about, but I'm inspired by. Convention of States has an intern program called the Emerging Leaders Program. It's one of the most inspiring things I get to participate in. I actually interview the final round of candidates for all the intern positions. I'm not sure this year. I think we're going to have 13 of them. It's a full year position. We actually give them real work. Conventionofstates.com forward slash intern. If you know an extraordinary young person. Now, by the way, if you know an average young person, yeah, no. Don't have them apply. This is not a place, and I mean that seriously with all due respect, it's not a place where somebody's going to, just cut their teeth on liberty and kind of learn about what liberty is about. These are for kids who are already inspired. Young people, uh, usually like uh, say 16, 17, I I think it's 17 to 25, who are already inspired, who are already in the fight, who are already extraordinary, who already have some understanding of Western civilization, foundational principles. Like all of us know kids like this in our life that are special, right? And so we bring those kids in And we train them up in servant leadership. We teach them how to be leaders. We teach them statesmanship. We teach them really how to serve and how to be great leaders. So conventionofstates.com forward slash intern. I think we've got another week or so for the last applications. So get them to do it. Right now, we got the best crop of applicants ever. If you know a great one, if you got a kid, a grandkid, a friend's kid, whatever you know, if you got a student and you're a teacher, could be high school kids, but we're going to make them work. They're going to work between 10 and 20 hours a week. They're going to get paid. They're going to do real work. We do one intern trip a year, usually to Washington, D.C. And so we're going to give these kids real value. Again, conventionofstates.com forward slash intern. Producer G has that on the screen. You can take a look at that. You can click on that. You can tell your friends about that. So that's the good news. 
that's the the I think it seems to be the only good news this week. The bad news is that to be blunt, and we are being blunt, we're always blunt here. Joe Biden is evil. Like he is actually demonstrated. He's not just incompetent. He's not just a moron. He's not just a terrible president. He's actually an evil human being. And in the last week, he actually said what I think is probably the most disgusting, despicable, offensive thing I've ever heard said by an American president, certainly in my lifetime. Uh, Producer G, can you roll the tape on that one? This is just mind boggling. When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment? Look, I don't think it was a fair, look, it was a simple choice, George. When the, when the Taliban, uh, let me back it, put it another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country, when you saw the significant collapse of the, of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, up to 300,000 of them, just leaving their equipment and, and, and taking off. That was, you know, I'm not, this is, is that, that's what happened. That's simply what happened. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was we're, we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did. So you don't think this could have been handled, this actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes? No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look, but the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happened. So for you, that was always priced into the decision? Yes. He's a disgusting cretin. No mistakes were made. I, what did you think when you saw the video of people falling from airplanes? What did you think when you saw the mass of humanity on the runway grabbing onto airplanes? Do you know that a an Afghan national soccer player and 19-year-old kid was crushed to death in the landing gear of one of those planes, his mangled corpse found on the other end of that flight. What did you think when you heard about that? What did you think when you saw it? Did you think, oh yeah, we got to get this uh, under control? Or did you think, did your stomach fall? Did you feel like throwing up? Were you horrified? Were you horrified? I I'm literally, I'm at a loss for words because what he's saying there is evil. What you're looking at when you look at Joe Biden's face is what it looks like, in my opinion, when someone when Satan is speaking through somebody. I mean, he literally does not give a damn about thousands of people dying in Afghanistan. He literally doesn't care. President Empathy, Joe Empathy Biden does not give a damn. And he has apparently said this in the past. He knew he was going to do this pullout. He said when he did the pullout that that he knew that Kabul would fall. And many years ago, he's on record saying basically that don't really give a damn. I mean, he said Nixon and Kissinger got away with it. He's a friggin' moron. Nixon and Kissinger did not pull out of Vietnam. That was Gerald Ford, you idiot. But it's evil. What we're seeing in Afghanistan is evil. And he says that there were no mistakes. He says that they planned for this. 
that they literally planned for this. They planned for 10,000 plus Americans to be trapped. They planned for people to be hanging off airplanes, to be falling out of the sky and dying. They planned for helicopters out of the embassy. They planned for total chaos. This was the plan. And you know what? I believe him. I actually believe him. This son of a... mm, I believe him. He knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen. Apparently, it was virtually unanimous among his advisors that he couldn't do this, that this was going to be a disaster, that this was going to be horrendous, and he did it anyway. And by the way, now he's lying about it. He was recently asked, well, did anybody advise against it? He said, not that I remember. But we have tape of Jen Psaki actually saying that there was debate among his advisors and that a lot of people advised against it. And now he's lying about it. I mean, this is unbelievable. Thank God the American people aren't buying it. 70% of Americans, and by the way, this is before the pictures of people falling out of airplanes, 70% of Americans roughly say that he's mishandling this. I guarantee you that was a week ago before we saw the pictures. That was before we knew over 10,000 Americans trapped. That was before they went out and, and refused to rescue people who were trapped. That was before the stuff we're seeing now. I guarantee you the numbers are way higher. Biden is now a lame duck president. The left is after him. That interview that you saw with George Stephanopoulos, those were not hardball questions. George Stephanopoulos, let's remember who he was, a spokesperson for Obama, a spokesperson for Hillary Clinton, right? He's a Democratic spokesperson. It was not a hardball interview. That was a butt kissing, a backside, a rump kissing interview, and Biden couldn't handle it. And the entire left is now coming unglued with him. And why are the left and right united in this? Because what we're witnessing is a horror. And Joe Biden doesn't care. All he cares about are politics. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, disgusting, despicable human being, doesn't care. Our troops have the absolute capability to go out and rescue people. They're the best in the world. The 82nd Airborne is there on site. The paratroopers are there on site. Special forces are there on site. They will go out and rescue Americans. I know them. I know guys that are there. I know people that want to go outside the wire and rescue Americans. And they are being prevented from rescuing Americans by Joe Biden. That is despicable, disgusting, evil, vile stuff. Joe Biden should be impeached. I know we're not supposed to talk about that. Joe Biden should be impeached. He's dishonest with the American people. He has shamed us on the world stage. He's costing American lives. I guarantee you, guarantee you, guarantee you, we have left billions of dollars of equipment. That equipment will be used to kill Americans, and that blood is on Joe Biden's hands. This is the most horrifying thing I've seen in my lifetime. Oh, yeah, Trump was Hitler, right? That's that's what the left tells us. Who's Joe Biden then? Satan? Like, this is just straight-up evil, and it continues to spiral. The U.S. is an international embarrassment. The French are going out and rescuing their citizens. The British are going out and rescuing their citizens. There was a rumor out there, and I'm going to say it's just a rumor, that some U.S military officer asked the British to stop rescuing people because it was making their citizens look bad. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm going to say just a rumor, but the way the Americans are behaving, it looks like it was true. They refused to go outside the wire. And why in God's name did they surrender Bagram? 
They had a perfectly secure Air Force base, a 20-minute helicopter ride away from the international airport. They could have rescued thousands more Americans, and instead, they surrendered it. They not only surrendered it, by the way, they went out, they, they snuck out in the middle of the night, tails between their legs. They left. They didn't even tell the commander that they were turning it over to that they were leaving. And Joe Biden has the audacity to say, oh, their they're military fell. Why did it fall? Because we pulled all logistical support, because we pulled all intelligence support, because we pulled all air flight support. We prevented civilian contractors from going in and maintaining aircraft so that the Afghan army could fly. We did that. We killed these people. You and me right now should be humiliated on the international stage. We should be humiliated to be Americans because we're an international embarrassment. We're an international pariah. Our allies can't rely upon us. The British parliament is censoring, censuring our president because he's a fool and an embarrassment and he is evil. End of story. One last thing about Afghanistan. I'm going to right now tell you something that is literally the single worst thing ever heard in my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to do this. And I'm not doing this for dramatic effect. I'm doing it because you, if you don't know, you have to understand what's going on over there. Joe Biden and, and people on the left, some people on the left are saying they're now getting the government they deserve, essentially. You know, this is, this is what they wanted or they're not willing to fight against this. By the way, the median age of an Afghani right now is 18 and a half years old. Median age, 18 and a half years old. That means they weren't alive under Taliban rule. The median age, the majority of people in the population. This is unbelievable. And so we say that they're getting what they Most of these people grew up like in, especially in the urban areas, more like we did. They went to cafes like Starbucks. Women sometimes covered their hair. Sometimes they didn't. There were no burkas. Women went to school. Women went to university. They had jobs. They were doctors. And now we're sending them back to the Stone Age. Eighth century cavemen are going to rule over them. Women are off the streets. And so I want you to know how bad this is. Footage has actually emerged of Afghan mothers throwing their babies over barbed wire at the Kabul airport as they begged the British troops to save them. I, I can't even imagine. This is, this is what a parachute regiment officer told the UK's independent. The mothers were desperate. They're getting beaten by the Taliban. They shouted, save my baby, and they threw the babies at us over razor wire. Some of the babies fell on the barbed wire, a parachute regiment officer told the UK's independent. It was awful what happened. By the end of the night, there wasn't one man among us who was not crying. Your president, our president, did that. Those babies, those mothers should haunt his nightmares for the rest of his days, but they won't because the man has no conscience. He did say he was having trouble sleeping. And since he was having trouble sleeping, that's why he went to Delaware to vacation this weekend because he was having trouble sleeping at the White House. He should because he should picture those babies. He should picture them being thrown over the wire. I, I, I just can't even imagine what that's like. Producer G, I think we have, a, we have one of these photos. I'm sorry for showing this to you, Producer G. Look at that photo. Look at the razor wire with clothing in it. Look at that baby being handed up. 
What in God's name has to go on in a society? What do they have to be facing for a mother to do that to her baby or a father to do that to her baby? They know because they know they're facing certain death or worse, sexual slavery, torture, genocide. That's what they're facing. That's what causes a mother to do that. And that's what Joe Biden has done to the Afghan people. And it's on us. That bloodstain is on our hands. Look at that picture of that baby and let that burn into your heart. Let that burn into your psyche. You remember what we're facing because we're facing evil. This is not just a political thing. This is not a partisan thing. This is not me versus Joe Biden or you versus Democrats or anything like that. This is evil in our own country, in the White House. Evil. This is evil of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This is evil of all these spokespeople defending this stuff and pretending that these horrors are not going on because we caused them, because we're holding back our fighting forces. Right now, billions of dollars of military equipment in the hands of the Taliban, we ought to turn all of that to glass. In five minutes, we could target them. Our destroyers, I I mean, we could target them with everything we've got. We should wipe out every Taliban in that country now, today, at this moment. Well, we still have the intel because soon we won't have any intel. Soon that will be a black hole and soon that will be a staging ground for terrorism and soon Al-Qaeda will be back and soon ISIS will be back. And I hate to predict this, but soon our homeland will be attacked again because that's who they are and what they are. Joe Biden says they're going through an existential crisis and trying to decide what they want to be in the international community. That is a bunch of bull. Ah, You know what it is. Eighth century cavemen who believe that women should be at best in burqas, trapped at home, not educated, sexual slaves. That's who they are. This is not about, uh, you know, equivalent systems of morality. They're not moral people. They're evil people. Western civilization is superior to their civilization. We are superior people to them, not inherently, but because of our belief system. Because our belief system is based on Judeo-Christian values, not 8th century caveman values. Mark Meckler is fighting every day to call the first ever Article 5 Convention of States to drain the swamp once and for all. Join Mark and millions of other Americans by signing the official petition at conventionofstates.com slash pod. And now back to the show. Joe Biden doesn't care about kids. And I'm going to say something broad and bold and harsh. And I told you I was pissed off tonight. The left broadly writ doesn't generally care about kids because now they're saying we should do mask mandates in schools for kids. There is a school board meeting in our town tomorrow night. And I'm going to go to this school board meeting. And I want to ask these school board members who are now going to impose a mandate to show me a study that shows that mask mandates prevent the transmission of COVID in children. I'm going to ask them to show me a study. I'm going to ask them to show me a single study, one study, any study, any science, because there is none, zip, zero, zilch, none, zip, nothing. There's no science. There is science, by the way, that says it's really important for kids to see faces. We learn emotion from faces. We learn to communicate from faces. We learn a lot from nonverbal communication. It is bad. It is torture. It is child abuse for children to have faces covered when they're trying to learn. We're going to have 
the largest scale mental illness we've ever seen in this country. The largest scale mental illness we've ever seen in human history among the upcoming generation. Because we don't know what it what happens to kids when they spend years under masks, not seeing each other's faces, not seeing adults' faces, not seeing faces in public. Here's an anecdote. I was in a hotel a couple of weeks ago in San Diego. The doors open. There's about a two-year-old kid standing there, two and a half-year-old, about two years old, two and a half years old. And she, when the doors opened, we weren't wearing masks. She started screaming, screaming. Her father picked her up and told her to shush. And he said, I'm really sorry. She's just not seen faces. Can you imagine? She's not seen faces. She's a COVID baby. I heard it on an airplane. She's a COVID baby. She's not used to being around people. What the hell are we doing? We're torturing children. We are. We're torturing children. And these mask mandating fools are torturing children. The head of the UK's National Institute of Health came out this week and said, we will not have mask mandates in schools. There is no science to support it, she said. Openly, no science to support it. In Europe, they don't put masks on children. Children don't get very sick with COVID, not even the Delta 19 variant. They don't do mask mandates on children. Only here in the US, we're doing mask mandates on children because we're idiots. Because these people are idiots and you should not comply and you should not put a mask on your kid and you should not send your kid to school with a mask and you should not comply. And if they demand it, you should pull your kid out of school and you should educate your kid yourself. In fact, you should do that anyway. Because these are indoctrination factories. These are child abuse factories. That's what the public schools are now for the most part. And you should go to your school board and you should call this out for what it is. This is our theme this week. Call out evil. And call them evil. They are evil. Tell them they should be ashamed because they should be ashamed. We should tell them that they should be ashamed. Go to your school board. I'm going to my school board. I don't have school-aged kids, right? I don't have a kid in this fight. I don't have a particular horse in this fight other than I care about children and I care about our country. And so I'm going to be in the fight. I'm going to push back against this stuff because it's evil. You know what else I'm going to push back against? I'm going to push back against racism. Because I think racism is evil. It's unbelievable that I have to say that. Isn't it unbelievable I have to say racism is evil? Like, we shouldn't have to say that in the modern era, because everybody knows that racism is evil, except the left in America today, where many, many, many on the left now believe racism is good, except for they call it anti-racism. Ibrahim Kendi, the head of the anti-racism movement, the guy that wrote the book Anti-Racism, says the only solution for racism in the past is, is actually discrimination right now. If where there was discrimination in the past, we have to discriminate right now against white people. We have to teach black kids to hate white people. We have to teach black kids that they're victims. We have to teach black kids that they're oppressed. We have to teach white people that they're oppressors. Oh, this brings us together, doesn't it? No, it's evil. It's literally evil. It's satanic. It separates people. It is intended to destroy our society. Critical theory, critical race theory is intended to tear down our society. It's evil. So call it evil. Call it what it is. Don't just say it's bad. It's racist and racism is evil. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it to parents. I'm going to say it to grandparents. I'm going to say it to elected officials. I'm going to say it at a school board meeting. I'm going to say it at a dinner party. Racism is evil. That shouldn't be complicated. 
It shouldn't be something that you're shy to say or that I'm shy to say. And I won't comply with it. I'll call out evil. That's why I'm wearing it. I will not comply. You can get that shirt at conventionofstates.com. Wear it. Not because I want to advertise Convention of States, but because I want you to have that mentality. Hell no, Joe. Conventionofstates.com. You can get it there because we're not going along. We're not going quietly into the night. We're not going to be racist. We're not going to divide our society. We're not going to abuse our children. We're not going to stand for critical race theory. We're not going to force kids to be masked. We're not going to do this stuff. For me, I'm not going to be forced to vaccinate. Hell no, Joe. Hell no, whoever you are that wants to force me to vaccinate. I'm not going to do that. Hell no, Joe. I will not comply. Not doing it. By the way, if you want to vaccinate, I don't judge you. If you have been vaccinated, I don't judge you. You're an adult. You made the decision for yourself. That's awesome. We know the facts. You know the facts. I know the facts. We're adults. We make our own decision. That's where we're at in America right now. We do have people, by the way, who don't have the, um, how should I put this? The testicular fortitude. <laughs> I'll say it nicely. Is that nicely? They don't have the spine to make a decision. And by that, I'm referring to the North Carolina Senate. The North Carolina House in May passed the Convention of States resolution. We can't even get a vote out of the North Carolina Senate. They won't stand and just be counted. Like, because there are people, apparently Republicans who have the majority in the North Carolina Senate that have so much fear in them that they actually fear us. They actually fear Convention of States more than they fear Washington, D.C. They despise us more than they despise the Marxists in the White House and the Marxists in the Senate and the Marxists in the House of Representatives, and they won't cast a vote. The North Carolina Senate, they won't even hold a committee hearing. They won't hold a committee hearing. Who are these people? What's wrong with these people? Right? They, they don't have the guts to stand and just take a vote. Look, if you don't have the guts to vote for this, if you're too scared, which is what I always hear, I had a senator this week tell me that, oh, well, we don't know what the makeup of the states will be. So eight years from now or six years from now or four years from now or three years from now, when you get to a Senate, well, a convention of states, we don't know what the makeup of the states will be. It's too scary. Yeah. Do you like when you vote for a person, do you know how they're going to vote when they get to the Senate or the House? Of course you don't. Most of them bail out on us. Most of them screw us when they get there, but you still vote. Well, you're not willing to take a risk of voting in a majority. That's a risk unbelievable it is shameful look if you're in north carolina you have friends in north carolina have them call their senators tell them we want to vote on convention of states right now we want them pushing back against washington dc they're just revolting all right i'm going to go to q a here for a couple minutes before we close out this is always my favorite part because you're way smarter than i am you're way better looking than i am you're way more everything than i am so go to questions we're gonna let's see we're gonna start with cheryl edwards can biden be court-martialed Nope, court martial is under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, UCMJ. It only applies to people who are in the U.S. military. He's not. He can't be court martialed. And I'm not sure he's done anything illegal, except for maybe conduct unbecoming an officer. Uh, Keith Mazuski says, who are you and what have you done? <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Keith, my record's plain to see, I'm, you know. I don't claim to be anybody famous. I don't claim to be anybody special. I'm a grassroots guy. That's who I am. What I've done, formed up the Tea Party movement, formed up Convention of States, 
been in a lot of political fights. You can go check my record if you want. Wallace Carroll Ng says, was this a blunder or deliberate by the Biden administration to destroy America? I don't think it was a blunder, but I don't necessarily think it was to deliberately destroy America. I He wanted to do this. I just think he thought, I want to do this. I'm going to do it no matter what. He's wanted to do this for a long time. For 50 years, he's been on the wrong side of every single foreign policy decision. Literally, against every single one. He didn't want to go kill uh, bin Laden. He tried to talk Obama out of it. He didn't want to do the surge in Iraq, which was successful and worked. He was against the surge in Iraq. Every single foreign policy decision that we've made in the United States of America, he's on the wrong side of it. That's not from me. That's from everybody who knows him. Uh, let's see. Phyllis Brown says, what and when can be done about it? Look, Phyllis, I think Biden could turn this around and be the hero right now. I think he could say, look, I've had it. The Taliban are evil. I didn't think it would go this badly. I was wrong. We're going to surge troops in there. We're going to wipe out the Taliban. And our armed forces would be willing to do it. And we would be applauded for it worldwide. And we could rescue our people. And we could slaughter the Taliban. And he should say, we're going in and we're going to kill every single Taliban there is. And it'll be a mess. And he should say, I thought we could get out, but we can't. We need an exit strategy. But this is going to take us 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know. He needs to go back in. He's at least, for God's sake, got to get the Americans out of there. Uh, let's see. Uh Conventionofstates.com. Rumble is how you watch us on Rumble. Uh, Nicholas Filippelli says, love the shirt, man. The shirt, again, at conventionofstates.com. Dave Morley says, when will we have enough states and what will we do first? Look, Dave, I don't know when we'll have enough states. When you guys make it happen, when the, like the state Senate in North Carolina gets the testicular fortitude to actually take a damn vote, like they don't want to go on record. They don't want to tell you where they stand. I'm fine. Go ahead. Vote against us. Go for it. Go on record to say that you support the status quo in Washington, D.C., and that you're against pushing back against Washington, D.C. Go ahead and do that, North Carolina Senate. Do it and see what the people of North Carolina do. There are 85,000 volunteers in North Carolina plus, by the way, thousands in every uh, state district there, and they are overwhelmingly in favor of Convention of States, and these state senators can't get it done. I don't get it. By the way, you know what the state senators in North Carolina are going to get done this year? Nothing. Literally nothing. You know what? Because they got a bad governor. He's a Democrat governor because their Republican gubernatorial candidate ran a crap campaign and lost the election. Their lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, an endorser of Convention of States, an awesome guy, a great spokesperson, a great lieutenant governor, incredible speaker. He's super in favor of COS. And their governor's candidate wouldn't really run with Robinson. Like he was so lame. And so now we we have Democrat governors vetoing everything. The only thing that they can do there is pass convention of states. Can't even get a vote on it. I'm appalled and disgusted, and you should be too. All right, I'm going to close by telling you, I'm sorry I'm so angry tonight. I'm sorry I'm so frustrated tonight. But our nation is at war. I think we're at war in Afghanistan, but we're definitely at war here at home. And what we're at war against is evil. And the way that you fight evil is you point it out and you call it out and you say it's evil and then you oppose it. So I'm calling on you this week to call evil evil. Don't say I disagree because it's not enough to say you disagree. Call it evil. Go to the school board and tell them that what they're doing to children is evil. You say that I'm not going to be forced to do things against my will because that is evil. You say that what you see in Afghanistan is evil. That's what we're going to do this week. When I see evil, when I see evil that is not met with good, 
with the full force of goodness, with the righteous anger, with the full armor of God, it makes me angry. And that's why I'm so frustrated. I'm not frustrated with you guys. I love you guys. I know you're totally in the fight. I appreciate you. If, by the way, if you want to be in the fight against critical race theory, there's a new website out there. We're part of it. It's called CRTcentral.com. You can click on the submit a link or submit a story. If you've got your own story about CRT, go to CRTcentral.com, click on submit a story. You can submit a URL. If you see a story out there about CRT and it's not reported on that site, go to CRTcentral.com, stand against evil. It's not up to somebody else. It's up to you and me. God bless you guys. Love you. We'll see you next week on The Battle Cry. Maybe I won't be so angry next week. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Originally aired as a live video broadcast on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States on YouTube. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.